0: Four, always think about what happens before and after your service. Welcome to Service Design Principles. I'm Guy Martin, joined by the author of the Service Design Principles series of books, founder of the Swiss Innovation Academy, and service design practitioner, the effervescent, Daniela Catalanotto.
1: I, agree. I, I love how each time you're able to find a, a new adjective.
0: I'm trying. <laughs> So every every episode, we're looking at one of the principles from uh, Daniele's book, Service Design Principles, 1 to 100. And today, it's principle number four. Always think about what happens before and after your service. So this feels like we're talking about context here. Why is it important to zoom out a little bit when looking at designing a service, Daniele?
1: So often, you know, we, we have this kind of ego thing when we are making a service, which is, We believe we're the solution to the world's problems, you know, Uh, and therefore we're going to solve the big problem. We're going to do it. But then what we forget to to remember is that we're just one little part of what happens in the day of the person. And usually uh, there is something that happened before. There is something that happened after. And knowing that might help us to just offer what people need and not all of what is already done before and after. Um, So a good example is, I think, uh, EasyJet does that quite well. EasyJet, they understood that when people um, book a flight, one of the next thing they do is book a car. And so with the time, they learned, okay, so let's make it easy for people to get linked with a car company with a car rental company, directly within our website. Because we know that this is the next step. Uh, we, we don't just do uh, Geneva to Helsinki. Uh, we can now also help people to uh, get the car there. And then, But that you can only know once you think that your service isn't the solution, but it's just one part of what people go through.
0: And I guess it's it's not just the the convenience for the the customer it's also a potential revenue source as well so it could open up new new revenue opportunities to, to do this
1: yeah the example of easyJet is really good for that you know because obviously they will get they will get a percentage uh, from each uh, from each new rental that that is made but also uh, it's a saving potential so for example if you if you notice that most people uh, do one part of your service, you know, they use it, but they don't like the second part of your service and they do it with another one. Then why keep that second part within your service? Just remove it and say, oh, it's okay. We're going to make our service much more easy because we know that people prefer to do the rest with another provider.
0: Yeah, I think about um, places where, like as you said they, they you, you're buying something from them and they're also, they're offering something else, but you never uh, take advantage of that, but you keep offering it, so that's actually it's it's like a waste. it's it's not very lean thinking, right? so you're you're putting a lot of effort into doing this extra thing that's not providing any value back to you as a business. Yeah. Um, whereas if as you said, you take it out and outsource it to the company that's doing that really well. Then, uh, then you can actually enhance the service to your customers um, by providing a better part of the products, but you're not the one delivering it. You're just sort of referencing it or referring to it, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, referencing another service is an act of love in some way. Mm. You know, it's like if we go back and bring that back to to people. You know, it's when a friend when when you go to a friend. Uh, And he tells you, oh, you should speak to Robert. He's so great about this. He's the expert. He will help you so much about that. I can help you on that bit. But let me call him because he's the world foremost expert on coffee. And he will tell you which coffee machine to buy. And I can bring you to the store to buy it with you. I can do that. But he will help you on the rest. It's like, oh, now you don't feel that your friend said no, I don't want to help you pick a coffee machine. What you're, what you're hearing is like, this guy loves me so much that he accepts his weaknesses and is even ready to send me to another friend. And it's basically then happening the same with a service. You know, a service who says, uh, which says, oh, we, we, don't, uh, we, we don't do that well, but we've made a deal with another company that if you go to them with our little card... Uh, they give you they give you a discount. Hotels do that. So often, little hotels which don't have a restaurant, what they do they go to the restaurant which is next doors and they say, "Hey, each time, uh, could we have a few cup- coupons? Mm-hmm. Where you know, if somebody comes in our hotel, uh, we can send them to to you, and they get a they get a free drink, and uh, with the meal that they get." So. The hotel stays the hotel, doesn't have to to think uh, about buying uh, more space to build a restaurant and uh, having waiters and all of this stuff. But they still can have that part of the experience. Can They can be part of it.
0: Okay. So what, one other thing that I was thinking with this, um, uh, thinking about what happens before your service, like uh, and, and you mentioned hotels, that um, – If you're arriving late at a hotel, uh, like it's 11 o'clock at night or something, um, the hotel good ones that I've experienced, they can make an assumption that maybe you've been traveling all day, you're very tired, you just want to get to your room, and so they're thinking about what's happening before you've arrived. So they'll do something to make it easy for you to, to get to your room to, to fulfill that transaction. So, um, Or maybe it's raining outside, and so they've already got an umbrella prepared for you. Or uh, instead of making you stand at the desk, they say, let's come over and sit here. You must, your legs must be tired or something like this, right? So this goes directly to that principle, right? You're thinking about where people are coming from before they hit you.
1: Exactly. And, you know, how much... How much love do you feel when somebody looks at you and says, oh, you might have had a very difficult day. Let's, let's just sit and take a coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you don't know the person, but you know that she tries to put herself in your shoes. You know? And then it's like, oh, this is an act of empathy. empathy. It's an, yeah. I, of, of You know, uh, love is maybe a big word, but you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small act of love. And this makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. You, you feel seen. You feel understood. Yeah. And I think we can steal a lot from hotels
1: for that because they're really good at that kind of stuff. You know, when you come with a with a shouting kid in a hotel and stuff and what you see the great uh, receptionists do is they don't take care of you first. They take care of the kid first because they know we're going to make the parents happy by you know having one of the receptionists say oh hello do you want me to do you want a little car mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and and then they or do you want some crayons to to do a little drawing and you know they get the attention of the kids so that you can do the admin stuff relaxed and this is awesome because they know you've been in 12 hours of uh, of flight with a screaming guy uh, not so great and now they're helping
0: you perfect all right that, that, that uh, covers that, uh, that principle very well. So thank you again, and we'll see you in uh, the next episode.
1: Thanks, and I'm, I'm excited to hear more of your hotel stories.
0: The Service Design Principles Podcast is hosted by me, Guy Martin, with Daniela Catalanotto. Music by Mikhail Smusev. This is a production of Neolux Consulting.